Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, removing barriers to grow your people. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is my Sage colleague, Diane Gay. Diane is a learning professional with over 20 years of experience in the learning industry, specializing in executing transformation strategies for human resources and learning and development currently working at Sage as a Director of Design, Experience, and Technology. Her passion is to help others become their best whatever they can dream, advocacy of digital accessibility, supporting equal access, and adopting a smarter working mindset. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Diane. Hi, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Well, first off, Diane, why do you do what you do? I've always had a passion to help people and really think about, I started out, in my earlier career, really thinking I was never good enough. Um, I, you know, had limited education. I was smart, but because, you know, maybe I didn't have quite the piece of paper that everybody else had, always like second guess myself. So I always want to really help people really move forward, even those that may be, you know, underrepresented, underserved, helping, um, you know, get them the opportunities that, you know, whatever they dream they can do. And I think that's always been my passion and that is represented in in what I do today in in my learning, um, you know, role is really how do we help them move the needle? How do we figure out what skills they have? How can that be translated into whatever they decide they want to do next? Um, And that's really what I, um, I try to do every day. Well, let's drill down on that a little bit. Before we started recording, you mentioned that you have a passion lately for helping professionals use AI to help them and us, all of us, learn in a better way. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that's part of the piece of really um, using, you know, the the burst of, of a technology that's come to life as far as AI. How can we use that in a way um, to move us forward a little quicker. Um, I think uh, we we forget that um, it's not all about just, you know, going to a university and get a piece of paper, but it's applying those skills in the real world. And with the use of AI, we can think about this in a different way. So it's really around what do we really need to know versus what do we need to be able to... Um, how can we how can we find out what we need to know versus actually retaining that, I guess, is what I'm saying. So, for example, I, I don't need to know, rem- memorize all of the Excel formulas, right? I, I can actually go to, you know, using generative AI and be able to say, you know, find me this formula and be able to compute this or that. I don't have to worry about that as a human. I need to worry about what are the things that I can use from an AI perspective in being able to train them to think a little more humanistically, um, more like a human, to be able to give those outputs that are a little bit more um, fuller, I guess. You know, and one of the things I've been th- thinking about, and you've probably heard this as well, is I, you know, AI is not going to come and take people's jobs. People yeah. who know how to use AI yeah. will potentially take the jobs of those that don't know how to use AI. Yeah. And I think that comes into play where we are talking about 
how do we help people, you know, get to their dreams? How do we help them move and be able to do jobs they may not have ever thought they could because either they didn't have the, you know, the skill set, they don't have the talents, or they don't have, they don't think they have that. And I like to look at how can we take those skills you currently have, think about them differently, think about the technology that's available to be able to enable you to do that. And I think generative AI is one way that um, we can think a little differently on what do I need for a specific craft or role and what do I need from a human skill set and then what do I need from a understanding the technology to enable that. Um, a lot of, I use the AI assistant every day. Um, it does uh, probably 25% of my job um, right now. And what's nice about that is that I can use that other 25% to start thinking about things that I know the technology isn't quite in that um, level of expertise at this moment. I think it'll get there, but I don't think it's going to take away people's jobs. I think it's going to redefine what people think their job is. You know, what I think is interesting is I, I was working with my kids last year when this first st started uh, exploding onto the scene and how many teachers initial gut re reaction was to say, don't use this. You're not allowed to use this. And my response to my kids was, no, you can use it. I'm allowing you to use it. Don't be stupid and copy and paste it into an answer, but right. learn how to use it effectively, I think is really the key. And, and I want you to react to this. What I love about generative AI is previously with when we were interacting with, with computers, we would say something like, well, that's a good answer to my question, but I wish it was X. And now you can just say, make it like X. Right, right. <laughs> Give me a tone of voice in this, you know, fashion or simplify this. Uh, there's a lot of times it'll give me way too much information, but it's all about changing the prompts and how you ask it. And you get different responses. And that's part of the human aspect of being able to understand how to work with these kind of technologies to be able to get the outputs you need to be able to work smarter, work, you know, instead of harder. And I think that is a skill set that we all have to learn. Um, but I think once we learn it, I think, you know, sky's the limit. I think um, we can, you know, do things. I can work in a different industry. I can work in a different, um, um, you know, um, craft role and be able to feel confident because, I have the tools that will be um, utilized now and in the future to be able to give me the ability to do the work, but also to have the freedom to have a little space for learning, uh, you know, that specific craft and what the human elements of it are. And Dan, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Well, that's a hard one. Um, I would say a hero of mine's always been my dad. Um, you know, he's passed now, but um, he always worked very hard, um, and I think too hard. And I think that's why I look at him on that work ethic. That's what I want to replicate. But I also want to 
you know, adopt some of the things I'm teaching others as far as working smarter. Um, and I think if he was, you know, here with us right now, he's passed, but if he was here with us, I think, you know, he would be very eager to adopt some of these technologies and adopt some of these ways of working on how could he have, you know, done things differently. But I think from a work ethic perspective, I, I really um, admire him, admire him. And, um, you know, he is um, definitely my hero always. Um, looking up to him. So it's a little, it's a little cheesy, but uh, that's, that's who he is. And lastly, Diane, how can somebody contact you? Um, they can get me on LinkedIn um, under Diane Gay and um, I'm, I have my LinkedIn profile. Um, also, I have my Sage email address, which um, I can, um, you can, you can find also on LinkedIn as well as my personal. So um that's how, that's how I'm connected, I guess. <laughs> All right. Diane Gay, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. All right. Thank you so much. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.